If you're building a business with long-term value, how do you relaunch given the change in the market if it's affecting you? Or if you're new, how do you launch your business focused on probate? Today, we're going to talk about ways that you can build your business from zero or relaunch it or add to it using probate real estate without spending any real money doing the things that you are doing or should be doing anyhow. I'm Bill Gross. Welcome to Probate Weekly. We do this every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We live stream this onto YouTube and Facebook as well, and LinkedIn as well. So if you're seeing this, uh, you're welcome to register, come into the Zoom and participate. Now, if you're here, let's put the cameras on, let's ask questions. It's meant to be interactive. I'm not selling anything but the American dream. I'm not selling coaching, I'm not selling data. I'm selling if you work hard and we work together, we can all make a lot of money, provide for our families and our communities and make life better. But it requires having a strategy and working on the right things. That's all I'm going to sell today, I promise you. That said, if you're on here, come in live, participate. This was designed by me to be participative because I'm in this every day. I'm a broker in Los Angeles building a national probate team of real estate agents and a network of investors and attorneys across the country. But I need colleagues. I need to work with you. I need all of our best practices to raise our standards and be more professional. That's why I do this. So if you're on this on, on YouTube or Facebook and like it, like, comment, share, you know what to do. A couple of free resources before we get too involved. I have a free Facebook group where we post everything. It's probate experts. We have over 2,200 agents there. We post our content there as well as people put questions and look for referrals. So love to have you participate in Facebook at uh, probate experts if you're interested. And then um, if you're in the LA area tonight, we're going to finish by five o'clock at 530. I have a networking event at the All Season Brewing Company, and is, which is on La Brea Boulevard in the Mukamara area free. If you're a real estate agent and you give me a business card, register here and give me a business card. When you show up, I'll buy a free beer. How can you beat that? So we're going to do that at 530 tonight to about seven o'clock tonight. Those are some free opportunities as well. So that all said, I get asked all the time uh, the following question. Hey, Bill, I'm a real estate agent. Either I get I'm brand new and I want to do probate, or I get I've been to business a long time, but I'm relaunching. I had a health problem. My business fell apart. I fell asleep. I took time off. How do I do that in probate real estate? So I'm just curious, who on the call does that question ring true for? Are you here to either relaunch your business or to launch your business in probate and to do it without spending a lot of money. If that's you, put me in the chat box or raise your hand or unmute yourself and say me. I wanna make sure I know who I'm talking to here. Because if you have enough business, you're in the wrong spot. If you have a good systems up and running, you're in the right space, we'll share some referrals and some business, but this topic is not for you. This is for the person who two things, needs more business, wants to do in probate real estate, and is willing to work and put the time and not more work or time and not spend a lot more money. That's what this is designed for. So I get asked a lot and, and I meet people on different calls where other companies are selling you buy data, mail out, cold call people three hours a day, drop texts and email and voice messages. All those things cost money. And generally when people start, uh, one says you're going to start going to the courts. Fantastic. Good job. Well, we should connect up. I was in Orange County last week. I'm going to LA County Court this week. Uh, hold on to your question, Juan. Yes, definitely, but hold on. Um, where was I? Oh, I, I, in business, you can only build your business doing one of two or both things. You can invest either time and or money. There's no third alternative. So if you have extra money, extra capital, you can reinvest it in your business. I do that. I made really good money the last three years. And I set aside some of my money to invest in my business to build it, to spend more money on technology systems uh, and marketing systems to leverage my business, buy things that otherwise agents can't afford to have to separate myself from the competition. But by the same token, I work consistently. I, don't, I used to, as a kid, worked a lot of hours. I work a regular 40 hour work week. That works for me, for my lifestyle, for my health. I work basically eight to six. I take an hour off in the middle of the day for exercise. I would be done at six. So if my daughter comes by with my grandson, I'm ready to go. 
uh, to help put into better whatever is going on. Uh, I don't work more hours than that. Physically, at my age, it's not healthy for me. I don't need to. I could retire, just not as well as I'm going to retire by doing the things that I do. So I can't work more hours. I can't put more time in. I can put my time on the right tasks, right? But I don't want to, and I, and I can invest more money. But if you're in a position where you don't have more time, cold calling might not be an option for you. And if you're not in a position to invest more money, meaning you don't have money, it's why you got into real estate, you want to make more, you don't have excess capital. You know, I was listening to a call today when they talk about mailing out letters. In the first month, you get 100 leads, you mail out 100 letters. The second month, how many do you mail out? Well, you have 100 new leads and 100 old leads, that's 200. At the end of six months, you're mailing to 600 people, that's $600 a month. How long are you going to do that for? And so the problem is that for most of these systems, most agents don't have the capital investment to wait for the return on that investment. The average real estate lead, somebody who's going to buy or sell property, on average, the day they start to the day they finish, I don't know if you guys want to guess what that is. I've said this before, and it's called many times, it's two years. So that doesn't mean that all leads take two years. That means the average lead takes two years. You'll pick some along the way and build your business, but if you can't last financially for two years, you're gonna be out of the business before you have average conversion ratios. So how can you build your business and not invest a lot of money? So I'm gonna suggest, I did a prior call a few weeks ago on the fundamentals of your business is your database. And I talked about, you have to accumulate every name, address, phone number, and connect with those people, emailing weekly, social media. That's your foundation. And then when you generate new leads, you put them in that foundation, your CRM, your SOI, sphere of influence, your COI, your center of influence, your database. If you're Keller Williams agent, your METs, whatever you want to call that, that's your business, that database. And we work and educate and connect with those people so that over on an average of two-year basis, they come to know, like, and trust us as their real estate resource. So you have to have the wherewithal to last that long. How do you shortcut it? You shortcut it by addressing people who already know you, like you, and trust you, and find of those people who need your service. So that's why I'm going to suggest this is the shortcut. If you want to build your business, when you use probate real estate as a way to do that, is work with people who already know, like, and trust you and how to shortcut. We're going to talk about that. And the way to do that, I teach there are 11 ways to get listings. And today we're going to talk about what I uh, call number eight, which is using living trusts to generate consumer referrals. Okay, so what does that mean? It sounds fancy, Bill. So number one, you need a resource of value that you can create for your customers. You need to have information and you need to have tools that help your customers get what they want. So I want to suggest to you, well, let me back up a little bit, go back to the, the, the premise here. I left that off. Oops. Anybody in California for sure, and anybody in most states, probably, who owns a house should plan for the eventuality of them either passing or being capacitated. I would call that estate planning. Anybody who has a house for more than $500,000 for sure, uh, $200,000 or more in California, for sure should have an estate plan and should know about that and should for plan for the taxes, the legal control, the medical care, the medical decisions, all those things that happen when you're incapacitated or gone. That, that being true, we as real estate agents in particular, or investors, wholesalers, know about our customers or can know about our customers and their status regarding their estate plan. How is that? Because if they own a property, we can check title and see how they took title. Or if we're a real estate agent and we sold them the house, we know how they took title. We were, that was part of the process was the vesting. Or if we're a seller and they sold that, we list the house, we know how they hold title because that's how we listed the property. 
So we should know that or should be able to find that out. Or worst case, we can always ask people who know, like, and trust us. True or not true? We can find out. We say, well, Bill, that's all interesting. Why is that important? Well, let's, let's walk this through. So step one, you need to get a resource. You need to find resources to help your customers do proper estate planning. Maybe if you work lower income, it's free wills. Maybe it's advice on how to deed the property, husband, wife, or, or uh, um, joint tenants, or tenants in common, or ladybird deeds in Texas, or whatever it is in your market area. In California, I would say that even anybody owns a house, at a minimum should have a living trust. And they can get very inexpensive living trusts done at a good level, at a minimum online, trustandwill.com, for example, trustandwill.com. Or you can Google search and find other lower price ones, or you can find other resources in your area that do uh, um, estate planning for your clients. I recommend you have at least three um, sources low cost, medium, and high cost. Low cost, the blue car family that has a house, that's their only asset. A medium level is going to be somebody maybe who's higher income property, maybe there's some rental properties, maybe they own a business. And then the high cost would be, you should know who the top uh, estate planner is in your market who handles high net worth individuals. We're going to talk about how to find those people out. That's the goal is to have, all, is to have three. For now, you all now have one which is trustandwill.com. At a minimum, you guys can go there and offer your clients. In fact, if, if we're done with this call, if you did nothing else but go onto their website and check out their videos and learned about their product, at a minimum at that point, you can tell your customers, hey, here's a resource I've done some research on. At a minimum. So you need to end up with three resources, I would say. Trustandwill.com would be the lower cost good quality for the money, but attorneys don't like them. I understand why. Medium would be a, a attorney level, and the high level would be more sophisticated estate plan. So you need to get those three. Number two, you want to be able to send that video, like you can share it with a customer. Number you would go through your database and identify everybody as yes, no, or blank. And the answer to the question is, do they have an estate plan? Yes, no, or blank. Now, some you know, you sold them a house, they took title in a trust. Some you know not. You sold the house, and it's titled in the name of Bob and Mary Smith. Those are no's. They took it in the name of the Mary and Bob Smith Trust. Those are yeses. The rest are blank. You don't know. So you go through your whole database. Now, if you have a database, like I use AV Core, which is what we get at XP Realty, or whatever database you need, create a field, yes, no, or blank. It could be your Google contact, create your separate field, uh, estate plan, yes, no, or blank. It could be a spreadsheet, yes, no, or blank. But go through your database. Those that you know are yeses. Those you know are no's or no's. Those you don't know are blank. Pretty simple exercise. You probably only know a couple, if any. Maybe you go through your real estate document service. Like I use ZipForms or SkySlope, and I can check there how customers took vesting, and I can answer some yeses and some noes. But at least you want to create the field, and the ones you know they're yeses, put yes. The ones you know they're no, the rest leave blank. Don't worry about how many you don't know yet. Just put the ones you do know, leave the rest blank. Next, if it's a yes, start with the yeses. Maybe you only have one or two yeses. You call them up. I'd love to have somebody role play with me. Uh, I'll just pick a name here, uh, Chester. Hey, Chester, Bill Gross calling. You may remember I sold you the house at 123 Main Street. How are your wife doing? You're gonna say, great, great. Hey, I have a question for you. I don't know that you know I'm really involved in probate real estate and helping people avoid probate. I noticed when I sold you the house, you took title as the Chester and Mary Beth Swanson Trust. I assume that means you have the estate plan in place, correct? I'd love to help my other clients be as prepared as you are. Can I ask you who did your plan and were you happy with them? Are you okay with me introducing them to other customers? Now, what are they going to say? 
there's only a couple possibilities. One is they love their attorney. Oh my God, our attorney is Mary Beth Smith. We love, love, love her. She's the greatest. Great. Is okay if I call Mary Beth Smith and introduce other families like you to her when it comes up. What are they going to say? Anybody? What are they going to say? They love their estate planning attorney. You get them to say that. You say, I have other clients who need. Of course. Great. Please do. Sure. Love it. Let me introduce you. I'll call her right now. Right? Then you call Mary Beth and they say, hey, Mary Beth, I was talking to Chester and Mary. You may not know I sold them that house eight years ago. And I noticed they took title in your trust. I was talking to them and they said they love you. And I come across families like you all the time that need estate planning. Are you still doing estate plans? How are they going to feel about that phone call? Okay. How are they going to feel the next time they need a realtor who needs a little information about probates or trust? Who are they? Who are who's now in the mix? Who now has put themselves in the possibilities of getting that referral? Do you follow me? So that's that they love you. Now they may say, "Hey, I'm a you know I'm a snobby attorney. I hate realtors. Never call me again." Okay, it happens. Get over it. That's part of sales. More likely is, oh, I love it. Yes, I do estate plans. I have a free consult, or I do a monthly webinar, or I do a monthly meetup at a local hotel. Right? There are attorneys who do those kinds of things. They're going to love you. Now. When you call, go, now let's go back to the step of calling your customer. If I call my client, Chester, and say, Chester, I noticed that when I sold you the house, you took title in a trust. Can I ask who you did it? And can I refer my other clients to them? Chester will say, hold on for a second. Don't call my attorney. She's the devil incarnate. She's the worst. We hate her. I wanted to shoot her. We had to pay and redo it at another. I've literally had this. We had to redo it with another attorney. Oh, great. No, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you mind if I introduce the other attorney? Oh, yeah, great. The new attorney is Joe Smith. You have a good referral. But more importantly, what does now Chester think about me as a realtor as it relates to real estate and probate and trusts? If there's a question, who's he going to call? Right? Am I right or am I right here? Right? So that's if they love him. Now, sometimes people will say, well, I don't know. I'm not really comfortable with that. Okay, just be okay with that. We're not here grabbing referrals from our past customers or contacts. We only want to work with people who want to work with us. If they don't want to give the name of the attorney, that's okay. Don't make an issue out of it. If the attorney doesn't want to work with you, that's okay. We want to work with people who want to work with us. There's a saying in real estate, the... Um, the money is in the follow-up. I don't think that's true. Too many real estate agents chase too many people too long that don't want to work with them. I want to work with people who want to work with me. I have people call me every day about joining my team. I talk to them. Some join, some don't. You know what? If you don't want to call me back, I just assume you're not interested. I'm okay with that. I want to spend my time talking to people who want to work with me. I don't want to chase down people who don't. Does that make sense? I'm not in the lion in the jungle chasing down an antelope. It's a great metaphor. That's just not my business. I want people lined up out the door. I want to be like, uh, what kind of business has that? The sneaker stores or uh, whatever. Where people lined up out the door to work with me. That's what I want. So again, when you call your customer who that you know has an estate plan, you ask them who did it and can you introduce your clients to them? What else does that say about you? If I call you up, uh, let me just pick somebody at random here because you guys are all in silent. Uh, Carolyn, I don't know if you can unmute yourself. Um, if I called you up and said, hey, Carolyn, I sold you your house. I noticed you have your property in a, in a trust. Uh, I'm curious, were you happy with the company that did it? And would you be interested, would it be okay if I referred other clients to them? What do you think about me as a real estate agent? You're a rock star. You're finding good people for your people. I'm busy. Yeah. I have other clients, right? Now, to me, a client is anybody I've ever done business with. I have 12,000 clients. It doesn't mean I sold 12,000 people houses, right? We have to have an open heart, help people. I help anybody who calls me. 
But again, when you call you these people who know, like, and trust you already and say, I, I have clients who need this service, who's not going to help you? And again, occasionally they'll be in the middle. And that's okay. Don't chase them. Don't force them. So let me just put the slide real quick. And so I see if a trust, can I ask who did it? And do you love them? And can I refer them to other people? Those are the questions we're going to ask them. If they love them, compliment that. I'm glad to hear it. It's okay if I refer other people to them. Call the attorney. Don't ask them for referrals. But you want to meet with them or drop by and, and follow up with them. And then again, you have to have your system. Like me, I put them in my email database and I invite them to come to Probate Weekly. I interview them on my YouTube channel. I try to engage with them. And for the rest of my life, they're my, in my client list until they unsubscribe. If they don't like me, they hang up, they're not interested, that's okay. I'm not worried about them. I want to work with the people that want to work with me. Okay, let's get some questions here real quick. Great way to network. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're networking by bringing value to people we know and trying to work with people who can refer us people. Uh, Robin says you made a mistake a few times. You're right. We don't want to chase people down. I got way more business respect and comments as a passive agent, not pushy. Okay, Clifton, I would be a little careful of the word passive to me. Sounds like you're not active. I'm an active agent. I'm just not, uh, I'm not pushy. I'm active. I'm active bringing value to my clients. And if they're just a great, if they're not, I'm okay with that. I really don't care. If you don't want to work with me, that's your loss as far as I'm concerned. I tell people all the time, I've had sellers say to me, oh, I was referred by your attorney. You know, we're interviewing agents. We have four others. Uh, I have an opening at this time, at that time. And I say to them, listen, if you have four other agents that you think are as good as me, you're not really looking to work with me. You're welcome to work with somebody else. Thank you very much. Feel free to call me tell me if I can help you. But uh, that's just not really my gig. And I've had them call back. I had two of me call me back and say, oh, my gosh, I, I saw your YouTube channel. I realized why Bob referred us to you. We'd love to have you list the property. Can you come by tomorrow? And I've had many more just drop me off. That's okay. I don't care if you don't want to work with me. I want people who want to work with me. Those deals go down much easier. Those customers are easier to work with. Okay, Jim asks, how do you overcome the main objection of network of working probates, which is it's opportunistic or ambulance chasing. I don't think it's ambulance chasing at all. Number one, Jim, I'm talking to people how to avoid probate, not in probate. And number two, I'm talking to people who are in probate who are stuck and need my help. If you think I'm chasing you in, after an ambulance, I think that's in your head. No, no offense here. If we can be honest. I think that's in your head and you're putting on the client because if they filed a probate, my I've I've listened to calls on on a probate mastery that I've hosted with Chad Corbett and without me, without me. I've listened to calls on allthelease.com. I've listened to calls on every other coaching system of probate, and I always get people who ask the question, "Well, I'm afraid if I call them, they'll think I'm ambulance chasing." That's from somebody who hasn't done the work. But again, in this case, I'm not telling you to call strangers. All we've done today, all I've talked about, Jim, is people that you already know, like and trust. And asking them, do they have an estate plan in place? Yes or no. I'm not even talking to people about probates. But by telling them I work probate, when a probate comes up, who are they going to call? Does that make sense? So I'm not chasing any ambulances. Offer advice, of course, but it seems like a lot of real estate professionals who simply rule out this niche. You, I don't know. Uh, I'll say this, Jim. When I go to a real estate event, and people see that I do probate real estate, I feel like I'm the bell of the ball. I feel like I'm the queen of the prom and every boy wants to get inside my pants. It's amazing how people want to learn about probate. But it really gets down to, are you willing to do the work to help people or are you just looking for the quick kill? I would agree with you, chasing ambulances, calling obituary and, and interfacing with mortuaries, I'm not interested in that. I'm talking about helping families avoid probate by doing planning ahead of time. Does that make sense? Do you see the distinction? Okay. Um, Douglas has to go. Okay, so we lost you. Have a nice day, be in your way. Okay, Robin. Um, why is a question about the court in Santa Ana? One, I was in Santa Ana uh, on um, Tuesday. So I, I don't know a lot about it, but uh, I'd be glad to ask a question. What, what question do you have about the Santa Ana court? 
Hey, what's going on, Bill? Um, yeah, I, I remember uh, I text you about it. Um, you were saying you were there. Um, so I actually live, man, like probably like eight minutes from there, and I work about the same amount of time. So obviously, I have a, a nine to five. I'm right now. I'm working from home, but um, you know, the the last time I was getting into you know uh, probate, um, it was during the pandemic. So it was almost impossible to get in it was really really hard to get in so not, not, i now wide open and it's empty plenty of parking yeah so rooms are empty the cafeteria is empty it's like wide open oh really yeah Beautiful. when i went it was it was it was crazy um so i got kind of discouraged by that and i just went back to you know doing it the the, the same old way and then um, just doing it virtually so i did get some deals that way okay but you know um I just don't really like that approach, especially since I'm really close to the court and I work close to there. So I was uh, thinking of just kind of, uh, you know, during my my lunch break an hour, since I'm really close by, just go every day and just pretty much hammer and pull pull lists. The, the only issue that I'm having is since I never actually got to go in there, I don't even know what to look for. Like, it's, it's like a mystery to me. So um, just kind of wanted to see like what I would have to look for um just since i do have it in my backyard basically and might as well just take advantage of it one are you a real estate agent or investor wholesaler wholesaler uh let's talk offline because that's gonna get a little personal be glad to talk to you about how okay. we work together in orange county because i'm expanding in orange county i'd love to have somebody down there who can get to the court and i have some ideas on what we can work on together and if you okay. have ideas for awesome, jump in as well but orange county the court's wide open it was beautiful it was you know, oh man nice snack yeah, like bar said, nice cup of coffee restroom was clean it was beautiful yeah OC, yeah i'm man. like i'm, I'm like, like i'm like five minutes away from there driving from work so yeah it's, it's uh yeah i want to take advantage of it downtown la court is like a third world hellscape orange county man it's the oc it's just sunshines yeah, there's unicorns yeah. and rainbows <laughs> nice view from yeah the yeah okay let's get back oh, on topic it. though um okay good thank you so much megan asked i missed the first 20 minutes megan if you registered you'll get a link to the replay feel free to watch the replay for any of you uh, we do send a replay out every week when we do get the uh when we're done or go to or go to episodes.probateweekly.com and that's the playlist and the this episode will be at the top of the playlist episodes.probateweekly.com on youtube um or it'll push you to youtube episodes.probateweekly.com um uh, Lisa Sachs says, you know, the hard way probate in Illinois is the worst. I would imagine Illinois might be as bad as California, from what I've heard. I would think it might be. So, again, all of this is designed to avoid probate, and we're not chasing ambulances. We're helping people deal with these problems before. Um, Megan asked, does it work in Georgia? 100%. I have a team member in Athens, which is out about it's east of Atlanta by a couple hours, where University of Georgia is. 100% this works in Georgia. Estate planning is a big topic. I interviewed a wealth planner in Georgia. Absolutely. Never get discouraged getting out. Okay. Uh, I would say pay attention though. You know, if you get a lot of negative feedback, just make sure you pay attention. And Megan says she lives in Atlanta. Okay. You live in hot Atlanta, actually. It's not so hot right now though. Okay. So we talked about, let's, let's continue. Let me, I'm sorry. Let me check the online. If you're on the YouTube or, well, I've got a huge loose uh, people on YouTube right now. Shout out to the YouTube people. Or in Facebook, if you have questions there, put them in the chat box there, or just say hi, and we will follow up with you. Also, network, put your name, somebody, uh, Clifton, good job, put your name, address, contact info in the chat box if you're on the Zoom, or if you're on the YouTube or Facebook, put your contact info, let's network and do some business together. Okay, so let's go back in time now. What did I tell you to do? You have your database, you have everybody's name, address, phone number, email. You call them all. You, I'm sorry, you, you create a field, yes, no blank. Those that you know that have an estate plan, you call them and we talked about that. What's the next? Those that you don't know. Let me get my fancy uh, notes here. Uh, and then go a little deeper on that, but this, this, I could go hours on this. I really, this is, this is to me the whole ball game. If you get this down, you'll never have to cold call ever. You'll never have to mail in a postcard ever if you really got this. Um, why am I, why am I having a tough time? Okay. When you call them all, those that you don't know if they have an estate plan or not, you call them up and say, Hey, Herschel, Bill Gross, 
I know you from blank. I know you from church. I know you from the ball, the baseball team. I know you from our kids' school. I know you. I sold you a house last year. I know you because you came to my open house. Doesn't really matter. Curious. I know you're looking to buy a house. If you were to buy a house, or I know you're looking to sell your house. I'm curious. How do you hold title currently? Do you hold it in a trust? Do you have an estate plan put together at this point or not? The reason I ask is I'm trying to help all my clients at least discover the value of planning ahead of time so they can avoid probate in case anything happens. Now, again, if you call people who know you, like you, and trust you, and they know, like, and trust you, I'm sorry, I said it wrong, that you know, like, and trust, and they know, like, and trust you, there's a relationship, and you ask that question, what are they going to say? And I'll tell you the answer of my experience. 70% appreciate the phone call. Well, it's really nice you to ask. You know, we've talked about, we've thought about, we never got around to it. We did one, we never filled out the paperwork. That's about 70%. 10% say, yeah, we did. And 10% said, you know, we looked into it, it's not for us. Or you get a little too personal on me, right? So what do you do? Again, you've called everybody you don't know if they have one or not. So you first started with the people you knew that they had a plan. When you call the people you don't know, 70% are going to say, well, I'm really interested. What are you going to do? Since you watched trustedwill.com, you say, you know, I saw this great website, very inexpensive plan called trustedwill.com. Let me email you a link to a video that explains why you might be interested in it. And send it to them. Now, you might send out one week to your whole database that same email. Hey, I know it's really important to have an estate plan. I found a great new resource trustedwill.com. I'm not advertising for them because I get paid by them. I'm advertising for them because it helps my clients. I'm doing it today because it helps you guys. I don't have an affiliate code with them. I have a discount code for my clients through them. I don't get a nickel. But what I'm telling you is you can email your whole database this same conversation. And then when you call them, they might say, hey, I saw your email. You know, I, I, I heard about it. Tell me more about it. Well, it's a great website. They have a bunch of videos. You should check it out. How is that customer of yours going to feel about that phone call? Put in the chat box. Are they going to be offended? Are they going to be mad at you because you tried to ask a question about their? Hey, Joyce Egbert, thanks for your contact info in from Reno, Nevada. Very nice. How are they going to feel? Anybody? Crickets. Anybody? They should appreciate it. Again, some will, some won't, so what next? Those that do appreciate it, we call those good people. Those that don't, we call them jerks. Who wants to work with more jerks? Real quick, I don't see any hands up. Who wants to work with less jerks? Well, if they treat you poorly, just drop them on your database. Simple as that. We're calling somebody and asking them. Now, here's where if you have three options, you might ask a few questions. Do you own rental property? Do you own a business? Because I have three different options. One is the basic, that's really inexpensive, it's a great deal. One's a little more standard. It's a local estate planning attorney that I've talked to and met. See, again, you want to, this is why you want to have met with that attorney. We go back to the ones that you know the answers are yes. When they tell you the attorneys they love, you want to meet with them. Because you want to say to them, listen, I'd like just to meet with you briefly so that when I refer clients to you, I can tell them I've met you. Can I buy a cup of coffee? Can we meet for lunch? Can I just pop by your office and bring you a Starbucks? So that when you call the ones that you don't know if they have an answer or not, you can say option one, trustedwill.com. Option two, I met Joe Smith attorney. Option three, Betty Boop attorney that you've met. Now. Anybody in real estate full-time, any human being, in my experience, has 100 people they know, like, and trust, and know, like, and trust them. That's called your database. You should have about 100 for every year you've been in business. And if you're married, you have another 100 because your wife or husband have 100. You should all, anybody who's been in business five years more, you should have 300 names, addresses, phone numbers. If you don't get working on that, that's another episode. But let me ask you, if you just called all 300 people you knew and asked those questions, the ones you don't know, just, just offer it up. 
hey, I have a resource for you, you might want to check out. And if you'd emailed them that beforehand, maybe here's an idea, do a short video about it. That's what I did. I recorded a video on my YouTube channel and Facebook. Then I emailed everybody the interview and a short email about trustedwill.com. So when I called them, some said, that's interesting. I just saw your YouTube. Oh, wow. What a coincidence. I didn't think about that. This is how you get the probate business that you're going to get that nobody can take from you. Why is that? This is why when people call me and say, well, you know, I want to launch my business. I presume you're already working full time in real estate. I presume you're working eight hours a day. And if you don't have listings, if you don't have escrows, what else do you have to do than call people that you know, like, and trust and know, like, and trust you? What else are you doing? What's more important? You're being a resource, not just a realtor. Exactly. Exactly. You're being a friend who cares. And again, if they don't appreciate it, next. I have so many people in my database, it's crazy. I have so many people call me. I don't remember who anybody is anymore. And I apologize. If you've called me and I don't remember you, Chester, you've been on my call a few times and we chatted. I just can't. I talk to so many people a day. I'm like dizzy. I don't care. But you know what? I got six pending escrows. I got a whole list of hot leads. I wrote two offers that had two properties. It's just moving so fast. I could barely keep up. I'm not complaining. I'm bragging a little bit. I'm humble bragging. But so what? If you're not nice to me, next because I'm constantly giving value to my database. I'm not calling the attorneys asking for referrals. I would never do that. I've never done that. I'm sure I have more attorney referrals than anybody on the call, but maybe one or two of you. I've never asked for a referral. I've only given them such value that they go, well, hell, I got a client who should talk to you. Oh, well, I have a couple of probates. Oh, I have a client who has a problem with this. Can you help them? That's all I do is give them value, interview them, promote them. But this is the way to get started. This is how I got started, was learn about estate planning. Simple. Watch YouTube videos. Who is it? Is in Atlanta? Somebody said they're in uh, uh, Atlanta. Um, That's who, who, me. Who's that? Megan. Megan. I would yeah. Google Atlanta uh, estate planning. And there's no doubt several attorneys and look, you might watch two or three and go, well, that guy's a jerk. Well, he's an idiot. She's stupid. And you'll find one and go, wow, that, that's the cat's meow. I'd love to meet them. Yeah. Call them up and say, hey, Joe, I saw your YouTube. And I'm a real estate agent. You know, my clients all need to get estate planning when they're buying houses. Are you doing right. more estate plans? I'd love to introduce you. Right. And by the way, so I can do that. Can I just pop by for a cup of coffee? Can I Bring, bring you by a, a Starbucks. Can I, I don't know, I guess you guys have ice or something in Atlanta, so you can't, you can't drive around much, but whatever you do. No, that's Dallas right now. Okay, whatever it is, whatever yeah. you can do, do it, meet them somewhere, don't meet them somewhere, pop by the office, send them coffee, Instacart them something, I don't know. Something I've just- never, I've never actually even approached them about estate planning when, when I'm selling a house. I've never really brought that up as a thing. I do have a friend, a family friend that is uh, her, her dad just died and they're, you know, trying to work through all of that right now. So there you go. There's that might program. be a perfect opportunity to talk to them about that. It's a perfect opportunity for you to learn about the business yeah. so yeah. that you can either help them and or help the next client. Right. Exactly. And just focus on being a service. The rest will take care of itself. I promise you. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me see here. Questions. Oh, wow. 42 minutes into it already. A lot of good contact info. Thanks guys for sharing that. Love to network with you. Any other suggestions or advice on networking with probate attorneys? Clifton, let me ask. <laughs> Again, I'm not selling anything. So I can be honest. Can I be honest with you? Permission to be honest. Do you want to unmute yourself and chat a little bit about this or or not? I don't mean to make fun of anybody. I, I really don't want to do that, but I want to I want to challenge you. Okay, maybe not. Maybe he's maybe he's not there. Um okay, so here here's what I'll say. There he is, clip to green. You want to put your camera on? Can we chat for a little bit? Expand on your question. Any other suggestions or advice? 
Okay, so he's not able to. Okay, so this is, I get this. What is there anything else I can do? Can you hear me, me all right, Bill? Yes, I can hear you. All right, yeah, I'm here now. So let me ask you, are you a real estate agent or investor, wholesaler? What do you do? I'm a real estate agent. I do investing as well, but I'm a licensed agent first. How many people are in your database? Uh, I've got quite a few. I mean, I probably got, I got different databases, but I got over a thousand. How many people do you have in your database that you know, like, and trust? And no like and trust you and you have their phone number. That's funny. Um, I, I actually have a good rapport with a lot of my clients and I get a lot of good reviews based on my experience and my uh and my uh knowledge, but I I, I probably got about a good uh, two hundred, I would say that I know. There you go. That's a magic number. So here's what I'd say of the two hundred, how many hold title to their property or have an estate plan in place? I don't know. Stop. I would have to start Stop. that. I have no idea. Stop. So your question was any other suggestions? This whole class is start with that. Okay. That's my whole point. See, we always, people ask, well, is there an easier, softer way? Anybody who's in a 12-step program would know that phrase. The easier, softer way is this. It's yeah, I, talking to people I, that you know, like, and trust and offering them value. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I was taking notes. That's definitely one of the uh, angles I was going to take. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. And if there was any other suggestions or advice that I was, that no, may no, have been start with this. Definitely. And I'll tell okay. you, when I started with this, I called my database. I got to the D. I can remember this day. I got to the D's because I know who it was who gave me a referral. I, I've told the story a few times where I got referred and got two sales off of that referral from a, he was an attorney in the D's. Mm -hmm. Because when you asked me how many attorneys I knew, I didn't know that many. But as I called to my database, I realized, well, oh, he's an attorney. Oh, she's an attorney. Didn't, didn't realize. Oh, their spouse is an attorney. All of a sudden, in my database, I had a lot of attorneys. And by the way, I got a lot of business from my people who I knew were who I who I knew that I didn't really think of them as probate attorneys that do probate. I've done two, six or seven probates in the last three years from people I've known for 25 years or more. And I didn't know their probate attorneys until the last year or two. Okay. So I'm telling you, I know you'd call through that list of 200 people to ask them which ones have the state plans. Because if you did, you wouldn't get through 50. And you'd be so busy, you wouldn't do, do it yourself. And and what's this cost you, by the way? Time. That's it. Well, you're working anyhow, though, aren't you? Yeah. I'm just reallocating your time from unproductive activities to this. Definitely. That's definitely what, on my to-do list. And how much money is it going to cost you? Uh, very inexpensive. Nothing. <laughs> Maybe. If you get an attorney who is a referral source now, you might pop by and drop off a couple of coffees. Maybe you meet them for lunch and splurge. But that's it. There's no other expense besides that, right? Okay. Thanks, Bill. Okay, good. And just notice, we always want to run to an easier solution. What could be easier than calling people that you know, like, and trust and offering to help them? Like, I get paid for that. Think about that for a second. I make money helping people that I know, like, and trust. And if I don't know or like and trust you, I just delete you. What could be easier to get paid that way? Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, Joycelyn says, just start meeting my past clients to discuss the need for them to have a trust. They are appreciative. Of course, Jocelyn. Of course, I mispronounced your name. Jolice. Of course, Jolice. Jo I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm butchering your name. But of course, they'd appreciate you. Of course they are. You're a real estate agent, you're professional, you care about them. Facebook user says, uh, you've used this approach and it's inspiration. Great. I, I mean, again, this isn't rocket science. I've only asked you to talk to people who you know, like, and trust, who know, like, and trust you and offer to help them. That's what business really is. At the end of the day, our compensation is a reflection of the value we create for other people. So you work on creating value for other people more, you get paid more. That's just how it works. Okay, I did a lot of talking on this. I'm gonna again, give you your homework, which is in your database, create a field for a state plan, question mark, and it's yes, no, or blank. Defaults blank. If you know they have one, put yes. You might have another field for who their attorney is. Extra bonus points. Call them all, the ones that have them, you're looking for referral sources. You're not looking for referrals. You're looking for, for trades you can refer to, not a trade you can get business from. It will come from them into, in the due time. Check out trustandwill.com as a resource. Google estate planning your city. 
find a couple that are online that you like. Call them, introduce yourself, tell them. You're not looking for referrals from them, you're looking to offer clients to refer to them. Don't ask for referral fees, back, deal, just, just get off of all that. Okay, I did a lot of talking. I might tell you, it's almost heartbreaking to me when people call me up. I offer through different programs, free coaching sessions, and, and on this call, sometimes I'll offer a free coaching session. And I'll charge for it. I have a coaching thing I can charge for. it. I don't really do it. That's not my business. I don't like that. I don't, I want to help people. When people call me and ask for help, and I give them this, I'll say, well, is there something else I can do? It just breaks my heart because this works. This is guaranteed. I promise you, if you did this for 30 days, you'd have business. You'd have called every you know, you have given them all value, you have emailed them all something, you'd be looking to meet new people. I guarantee you, if you do it for 30 days, you'll generate business more than you can imagine. I've done a lot of talking before I go back to questions fully. Let me just promote a couple of things real quick. Again, I have a free Facebook group. You're welcome to come on. Go on there and say that bill is full of it. I'm fine with that. Let's have a discussion. In Facebook, it's probate experts. And I post my content there. So everything I do is there. You can see what I send to my customers. Here's an email I just sent out to my customers and I post it in my Facebook group. You can copy it and use it for yourself. I, you know, it's fine with them. Nothing, nothing to hide. People come and ask questions all the time. Both other agents, attorneys ask questions, attorneys looking for business. Here's another agent who's doing a great job going to court. Love to participate. And if you're in the LA area in about an, uh, 40 minutes, Brew Real Estate is a monthly event, the first Thursday of every month, 5.30 p.m. at All Season Brewing, which is a fabulous place on La Brea, just south of Wilshire. If, you, if you're on this call and you register at the Eventbrite and you show up, uh, give me a business card, you're a realtor, I'll buy a free beer. Okay. Um, Facebook user asks, what piece of valuable information do you send probate attorneys in your database to help them with their clients? Well, one is, that's a great question. I'm not sure who that is. Let me see if I can figure out who the Facebook person is. One, uh, let me turn the share off. One thing about attorneys is when they, let me ask you, um, if you're on Facebook and you want to chat a little bit, I don't, I'm not, I don't have your name. If you're an attorney and you're in my database and you see, I'm, oh, oh, Sam, perfect, Sam. Sam, if you're an attorney and you see that I'm promoting to my database the importance of estate planning, what do you think about me as an agent? If you see me hosting like this podcast, I have attorneys who go, Bill, I see you host events on estate planning. How can I talk to your audience, right? So part of the value is staying in your lane, educating their clients for them. One thing about attorneys is they don't wanna teach their, their customers about real estate. They just wanna handle the law. When they see you're competent and can help them, you're the real estate agent they want to work with. So I don't really send attorneys much specifically for attorneys other than they get to see behind the curtain that I'm training other realtors, I'm training consumers, I'm training investors, and that I am the kind of realtor they want to be. Does that make sense? Sam from the uh, 661, thanks for dropping in. And Bill, okay. I have a question. Yes, who's this? Jerry, Jerry yes. Friedman. Hey, Jerry. Hi, how you doing? Great. Uh, everything you say is right on as far as building relationships, working with people that work with you. Okay, having a database of, let's talk about having a database of, let's say, 20 attorneys as an example, who do probate and estate planning, et cetera. And the whole idea is you're not selling them on asking for clients, you're selling them on, I'd like to bring somebody to you who is needing a, a probate or trust. Correct. Where do you make the decision when you have 20 or more? I'm just using that as an example. Sure. Who you take it to? 100%. So that's a problem that I have. Think about that for a second, Jerry. <laughs> I've interviewed in, in Southern California, I've interviewed 10 or 12 attorneys to do estate planning. Right. I'm talking about Southern of, California. You know, in LA and Orange County alone, I've done 10 or 12 myself. That, that that's estate planning probate i've worked with what's really funny is 
Look, the, the truth is, I don't think attorneys by their nature are good at referring business to realtors. I, I don't think they understand the importance of it. The top ones do, they're hard to get in with. The rest of them, I don't think they understand it. I don't think they're particularly good business people as an average. And so rather than really worry about that, you know, I just know that if I talk to 10 times more, I'll get 10 times more business. So it's a good question, a fair question. How can I get more referrals from the one or two? I don't really, I used to really focus on that. Now I really stopped and think about who's gonna be the best attorney for that client. Right, of course, sometimes you got to do a match. Right, sometimes it's male, female. If it's, a, if it's an ethnic group, you have to do a match from the ethnic group. Yes, geography, ethnic group, price point, right. style. And and you know, if I, if I take care of the customer, it all works out. If yeah. I send them to an attorney just because they would give me referrals, it doesn't work out. Yeah, it goes back to your three levels. <laughs> you know, exactly. who do you go to? Okay, exactly. thank you very much. Yeah, and look, you and I did a deal together and there was an attorney involved and he's in my database. I've never heard from him again. Whatever, his loss, I'm good. That's, <laughs> his, that's, his, that's his client's loss, not mine. I don't really worry about it too much. I don't even know okay. who he is. Great, thank you. Thanks, Ray. Okay, other questions? I think I got... I think I'm caught up here. Have to go now. Fine. Contact info. Great. Um, and Clifton says, be honest. Yes, I don't think there's any other choice. Do I have a favorite CRM or database system? So I do a whole training on the CRM and a, a customer relationship management software or database system. The best system is the one you use. And the best system is one you design for how you use it. The mistake we make is getting software and trying to make it fit to our systems. We pick the, we pick the best CRM, but it may not fit our system. And so um, for most people, the issue is not the CRM, you're not using it. You can use a spreadsheet. You know, and there may system, there, there may projects I use, I use a spreadsheet because it's simple and fast and easy. The only thing you I do like to click and dial off the spreadsheet. So that's one of my criteria. Like if I want to click and dial, then we're good. In most Google Chrome, you can click and dial as well. But to be honest with you, it's the one that you use. The other thing, the, my minimum criteria for any system is number one, it's called feature zero, which means any system that you use and put data in, you should be able to get your data back out. You should be able to export all the data. If you can't, something's wrong with that system. So most systems meet that. Number two is, that I have to be able to export data because I, what I do is it's not the system that has everything. There's multiple tools. So, for example, I use KV Core is something that XP gives us for free for certain things. I use, use Salesforce for certain things. I export the data from both into Mailchimp, which I use for my emailing. I export from both into Easy Texting for texting. So to me, it's not the system. I've devised my own processes to make the CRM work for me. So it's not the system. It's really designing your workflow and making sure it works best with you. Uh, the, in, the video with info that I referred to you on my YouTube is called Your Database Is Your Business. Let me see if I can find it real fast. Your Database is your business and in there i kind of go in a little deeper dive on how to use crms and that's a pop there you go uh part one i used to do a coaching program and i would sell it for about a thousand bucks a month i had customers in it it was, all, it was a lot of fun but um i don't really do it anymore i'll put that in the link on the um facebook if you're watching that and if you text me you want your database is your business i'll text the, the link back to you how's that um okay i think um we're wrapping up here on um, coming up in the hour so i'm gonna have to jump off um who are the most natural SOI clients to ask about state plans megan all of them i feel like 30 old clients 30 year old clients would really have no idea why okay megan 30 year old clients who are buying houses need estate planning true or false i'm guessing you're gonna it's true you tell me um, if, you if you don't know the answer then don't call them you need to know the answer and believe that answer well i know so how do i know that answer 
Do you go to trustful.com, do your own research. Again, okay. are you in, remind me, you're the one that's in Atlanta or, or Georgia? Yes, I'm in Atlanta. What happens if somebody in Atlanta dies and doesn't have an estate plan? Do they go to probate? I think the answer is yeah. yes. Yes. I think Atlanta, I don't know which county, I know you guys have a lot of- Oh smoke. gosh, okay, so I live in Brookhaven which is part of Atlanta. Well, actually it's, it's a piece of, it's, it. What county? Uh, it's DeKalb. Yeah, bad. DeKalb, and I happen to know DeKalb County, Cobb County, and there's another one. They're like Los Angeles. That's not good. Really? Pretty much anything in, in life if it's like Los Angeles isn't good. Yeah, because it, I think the uh, Atlanta probate court is the, is, is like right behind LA and how big it is. And I believe it's, I think it's very, you know, um, takes really long. There you go. Yeah. And so it, look, I, I was in probate court one day in the research room, not in the courtroom, in the research room. And I'm on the computer and this guy starts talking to me in tears that his son, his son was Japanese had come to America. Uh, he was a student, a tourist gets an automobile accident is in a coma. And the father can't get the right to make medical decisions for his own son because he doesn't have a the proper medical papers filed to do that. How, how do you prove you're the father when you're Japanese? Oh, and, right. and, and it just got me thinking that even in, in America, how do you want your medical decisions handled? Do you have two different parents? Do you trust both of them or who's to make those decisions? Or maybe your parents are too old to make those decisions. It should be. Right. So all those are no, all, all the time. Like There you go. You know, there you not go. just with homes, with just like health decisions on people, et cetera. Every, yes. all of it. So it's yes. all, you know, yes. and people don't do it until it's, you know, they're in the midst of it, unfortunately. Megan, you're becoming an advertisement for this program. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so again, should young people do it? Yeah. Now, maybe young people don't have the same level of concerns, but if you have kids or getting ready to have kids, yeah. I'll give you an example. My daughter and, and son-in-law had our first child a year and a half ago. Yeah. God forbid something happened to both of them. Who's going to raise our grandson? Right. Yeah, me and my mother, my, me and my wife, we're together. Well, what if we got divorced? And then he has parents. His parents are in New York, but his parents are about my age also. What if it's 10 years from now? Maybe right. I'm old enough to manage that. Well, she has no siblings. My daughter has no siblings. He has a couple. Well, which one do you pick? All those important issues when you get, when you get, you know, become an adult. And this is part of adulting right. is preparing for these things. Right. Okay. Uh, John Herman says he thinks 70% need estate plans or will or trust. Okay. And there's also wills that are much cheaper and simpler. Even that's better than nothing. Also, as realtors, we often will be trained not to answer the question, how should I hold title? I think that's wrong. I think absolutely we should be giving them the resources. What I say to customers, I don't ever recommend anything to you unless it's obvious as a professional. But my job is to educate you so you will make the best decision for yourself. And so too many of us, we our eyes gloss over when the title rep talks about how to hold title. We should be experts in that. There's your chance to earn probate business is being the expert and understanding that maybe you have from your child company a great handout that goes over that. But can you explain it? Can you answer questions on it? Can you really know that material? To me, that's really important. Okay, thank you, John, for pointing it out. But I would say whether you, maybe you see the will, and it, it all might go down to how you hold title. Again, if you're 21 years old and don't, and let's say you thought you don't need any estate planning, at a minimum, how you hold title. You buy it in an LLC? Do you have it in a trust? You know, is it, are you buying it with somebody? I've seen, a, I know a young woman who bought a property with a boyfriend at the time. They were happy. They're going to live together forever. Guess what? They hate each other. And they're both untitled. And he's bullying her out of the property. He's living there, won't let her live there. She's untitled, so she's in the mortgage, so she has to pay half the mortgage. She's scared not to or it'll ruin her credit because she's a professional and he's an unemployed bum. How do you get them off the title? They didn't plan ahead. So there's your classic case of, well, they didn't really need it until they need it. Well, here's a perfect example of a will gone bad is Priscilla Presley. Ask her go. about her will. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so 
the cops going to promote so much. I'm sorry. So I would like to make a comment on probate if I can. Go ahead, Lisa. Okay, so, all right. I had a situation where my probate was my dad owned property in several states like Monopoly. Wow. Unfortunately, he- Well, hold on a second. For those who are paying attention here, each state makes the process harder geometrically. Go ahead. So the only state that was really difficult was Illinois. And the reason being is because they require you to use a lawyer. And okay. the lawyers take your money and you don't know what they're supposed to be doing. So what I had to do is end up going online, following the case, then discovering and showing up in court when they had dates right. and the lawyer never did. And I'm like, right. well, I'm in court, where are you? Right. Okay. Yeah. And they suggested that I had to get an attorney for each state. You do not. Correct. You have to, I called, I got the documents for each state, ended up doing my own probate, including the one in Illinois. And the first lawyer, he filed after I caught him doing something that he charged me for the second, because I didn't want to wait that long. You know, like, Unfortunately, a lot of elders wait till last minute to get stuff done. And then you're stuck trying to figure everything out. I didn't want the person that I leave everything to to go through that. So I hired this bonehead again because I didn't know how I was like, I don't want it to take that long for the next person, not realizing that this bonehead never did anything. So after I caught him, he filed. And that just tied things up for two more years. So it took me from 2012 to like 2018. I've even changed my residency so that I will not die as a resident in Illinois so that my people who inherit my properties will not go through this. Good for you. I could do it my I I could do it myself in several other states. Illinois requires that you use one of their lame lawyers. A couple of states do. I think Texas is another and one. I made a few of those lawyers pay me back. I was like, we're going to end up in another court. If the judge has said to me, I had to get another lawyer on that second one, I would have jumped across <laughs> the yeah. thing. In I, court. <laughs> I used to go to court every day, and I have to say, 80% fact, 80% of court cases in LA County are done by attorneys who've done one or less cases in the last 12 months. Or that don't do anything but take your check and charge you. Well, that's the second thing I would say. Being court every day, I saw 9% of the attorneys have no idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Attorneys as a group. Now, there's the top 10% are pros, are great, and are worth their fee. The top 10%. And finding but, them is a job. Right. Like, I it, felt like I was being punished for not going to law school, dealing with the probate. In general, attorneys as a group, their characteristic is they sound like they know what they're talking about when they know nothing about what they're talking about. That, that's Absolutely. why almost all politicians are attorneys because they sound like they know what they're talking about, they don't know anything. So what I would say to anybody on the call to avoid what Lisa went through, if you have a state you need help in, go to probate experts and say, hey, I need a probate attorney in this state. If it's a simple case, I work with trustedwill.com has a probate department and it's a there's a there's a self-help version for 650. Now you have to pay for the filing fees and all that, but that's the, the service and they have software to help you fill out the forms and walk through the forms. They have a concierge level, I think, for 1800 or 2000 And then they have a they have an attorney, which is 5000 way cheaper than most attorneys. What I recommend is find a realtor that can help you hold your hand through the process. I go in, I look at their probate case, I go into the probate notes in the county and help my clients walk through that, walk with them. If you're selling the house anyhow, why not get a realtor like me who can help you through that process for free? I don't charge for legal fees, right? So that's the case I make to consumers. That's the case I make to realtors is if you have a client in California, let me work with a self-service attorney and I'll walk through the case. I pull up the probate notes. I review the documents. I literally call attorneys and correct their documents that they misfile before they file them to help them get them done correctly. That's what I'd love all you to be able to do. But let's start with estate planning. Probate's a little down the road. Let's start with avoiding probate as your number one goal for today to get business, okay? Lisa, thank you very much for sharing. I got to run because we're a little over time right now. We're actually way over time. So let me wrap up real fast. I'm Bill Gross. This is Probate Weekly. We do this every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. 
it's recorded. So if you register, you'll get the link to the recording. Please like and share it if you like it. If you have comments, please put comments in. I respond to all of them uh, personally. I'd love to share with you. Uh, additionally, Probate Experts in Facebook is a free group. If you have questions there. Want to continue the conversation? I'd love to have you there. Um, but we'd like to have you come in live into the Zoom call. Hope you got good value out of that. And again, if you're in LA in about 20 minutes, I'd love to meet you at Brew at the All Season Brewery on La Brea near Wilshire. Hope we, hope you guys can make, make it there. Thank you so much, Liz. Uh, thank you, uh, you know, all of you who participate. Thank you for sharing today and participating. Hope this is valuable to you. Look forward next week. We have a great guest lined up. Make today your best day ever. Thank you, everybody. Hey, it's Bill Gross. I hope you like this video. If you want to join us live every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, register at probateweekly.com, www.probateweekly.com. And if you like this content, hit the like button and subscribe and hit notifications, and you get notified as soon as we upload every time. Thanks.